Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. I'm your host, Damit Damien. Now, today we bring you a very special episode. Uh, just quite hours ago, I was uh, talking with Miss Laura Stevenson and her band, The Cans. That's right, Laura Stevenson and The Cans. Uh, we talked a good number of things. We talked about touring life. We talked about South by Southwest. We talked about her upcoming tour with the Andrew Jackson Jihad. We talked with her band about their formation. We talked about with her band about how they feel about the name. Laura Stevenson and the Cans. And how she is the front and center object of everyone's affection. It was a fun little interview. We kind of free-balled it a little bit. I had some questions written out, but not quite, you know, reformed, refined. It's a chat. We sit down and we chat in the basement of the Black Sheep here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I just got home from the show about maybe 20 minutes ago. I spent the night drinking Dale's Pale Ale. Delicious Dale's Pale Ale. Now I'm drinking uh, Jack Daniels out of a coffee mug that says, Damn, I'm good. Because, God damn it, guys, I'm good. And, damn, I'm good. And I need a coffee mug to reaffirm that. I'm sure Freud could read hella into that. But we're not talking about me. We're not talking about Flo- Freud today. I almost said Floyd. Ugh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little tipsy. This is the second episode in a row where I'm a little tipsy doing the intro. But who gives a fuck? Nope. Um,. I'm going to try not to ramble too on and on and on about me and me and this, but uh, let's do a little bit. I booked Laura Stevenson of the Cans at the Triple Nickel about a year and a half ago. Maybe a little longer. I can't remember exactly. Uh, Mike Parker had reached out to me. Mike Parker from Major Man Records had reached out to me and said, Hey, we know you like to book uh, little bands. This is a little band. We think you might like this little band. And I booked them. It was kind of a clusterfuck of a show, but apparently went over pretty damn well. These guys seem to remember it pretty well and have had a good time there. Uh, I did not get to see them on that tour because I was on tour with uh, Drag of the River. You know, Occasionally I have tour managed for Drag of the River, uh, the very popular uh, alt-country band featuring members of Armchair Martian, The Nobodies, and All, uh, amongst others. So we were out in California on that tour with those guys, and uh, I missed out on Laura Stevenson and the Cans. Now I got picked up again to go on tour with Drag the River. It was Drag the River, Austin Lucas, and Austin's stepsister, Chloe Maynard, the wonderful Chloe Maynard. I love you, Chloe. And uh, every night of this tour, we were headed down the South by Southwest to play a couple showcases. Every night we were chasing the dragon that was the two cow garage, cheap girls, Laura Stevenson and the Cans tour. Uh, we played every show we played was the night after these guys and we always had a day off. So we always got the drive to the town that two cow cheap girls and Laura Stevenson were playing at, And we missed Laura Stevenson every fucking night until we hit Austin. We hit Austin, Texas. It was the Chris Paulus booking bridge city showcase. And I finally got the lemise upon young miss Laura Stevenson. My God, is she a beautiful woman. Beautiful, funny, smart. And that voice. Oh my God, but it's that voice. I fell in love instantly that night. But, as all things have, and all things pass, nothing happened, of course. I, I said hello, and I probably, probably creeped her out a little bit there in Austin, Texas. At, uh, oddly enough, it was a gay bar in Austin, Texas that uh, this whole showcase was going on. Valiant Thor was the headliner. 
with a Joey Cape and the Bad Sound and uh, Drag the River, Cheat Girls. I don't think Two Cow played that that show, but they should have. Two Cow were about to take over the world. Laura Stevenson played that show, and they blew me away because I love them. They're a great band. Uh, they're not quite at that level yet to draw anyone whatsoever in Colorado Springs, and they were fucking great. This is how you can tell a uh, pedigree caliber band is that they don't care that they're only playing for 10 people or 500. They're going to play the best fucking show they can. And that's what Loris and the cans did tonight. Uh, before the show, I sat down in the green room with uh, Mike Campbell on bass, Pete W on guitar, Dave on drums and Alex on the accordion. I wrote down all their last names, but I can't read them because you know, of course I've been drinking already and we just did this fucking interview like a couple hours ago. So who cares buddies? Uh, so before we get into this, I got to tell you, before we got into this, I had a little bit of a crush on Miss Lawrence Stevenson. I was hoping this would be a love connection. Something we'd fall madly in love and she'd come live with me. She'd write songs about me. We'd be buddies to the end. But we did this interview. I talked to her. I talked to her bandmates. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Mike Campbell on the bass guitar, I'm pretty sure that's her boyfriend. They, I think they might kind of keep it a secret to keep her a little bit more flirty and flirtation and sell a couple more records. But that's fine. Like, I watched these two together and I went, I don't have a crush on this girl. She's that girl who's like the girl you see at a show and you want to protect. She feels now like more like a little sister. Mike Campbell, I'm sorry that I'm talking about all this. You're a great, fantastic guy who used to be in Ladderman, and I fucking love Ladderman, and you're in the best band of all the uh, Ladderman breakout bands. And yes, I am including Iron Sheik in that, even though they're really good. But I like this band a little bit better. Don't tell anybody. Shh. So anyway, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit rambling on about my huge crush for Laura Stevenson in the cans and her magnificent feet that do not have fucking little chiclet uh, toenails. They do not. She has fantastic feet. I don't even like feet. We're just fucking rambling because I'm drunk. And this, this is kind of funny, right? Funny or creepy? I don't even know. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> guys... <laughs> I could edit any of this out because I think it's kind of fucking awesome. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I did this interview about I don't know, six hours ago. And then I've been drinking for six hours straight. Now I'm editing it together. Uh, we're going to just go fucking straight into it. Uh, we're going to play a little song off of Laura Stevenson the Can's newest album, Sit Resist. This is uh, Master of Art. Yeah. 
that, that last Drag the River tour I did. I, I went to, uh, on that South by Southwest tour. I think I drank maybe two times that entire tour. And it was just mostly because Drag the River needs a babysitter. Uh. So. And before that, you know, I could get away with drinking on those previous tours. I think that's why I don't work more is because I just drink too much whenever I'm out on the road. People see what a drunken asshole I am, so. Well, then you're going to get sick, though, and then you'll be the sick one in the van getting everybody else sick if your immune system's compromised. Yeah, so that's yeah, the problem. True, true. You can't drink on the tours. I've, yeah. I haven't drunk, drank anything on this tour yet. Have I? No? How many, how many days out are you? you Only six. Uh, wow. You had a beer the other night. Oh, I had half a sip of a beer, and then I gave you the rest. Yeah. No, you had a beer at uh, Janelle's sister's house. I drank that whole beer? Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I drank a beer. You must have blacked out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I already hit the record button. Oh. Um, I'm sitting here with, well, we can edit some of this out. It's all good. We'll okay. see what happens. Uh, I'm sitting here with Laura Stevenson in the cans. Uh, Hello. We've only got one mic, but I think it. I think the room's quiet enough. We can pick up you guys, too, if you guys want to chime in. Nah, it's all right. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah, we're in the basement of the Black Sheep where they're about to play tonight. Should be fun. It should. It's a Monday night, so we'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, if you guys need a place to crash, I have a tiny, tiny, tiny little apartment you guys are more than welcome to stay at, but oh. it's tight. <laughs> so I appreciate it's the offer. To, to judge the, the smallness yeah. of apartments when, once you get out this, this way in the country because, we, you know, we have small apartments in New York, yeah. but we're talking like you can just fit. Like I just have like a twin bed in my room. That's it. That's all you can really fit in there. <laughs> I have a really big kitchen, a really big bedroom, and a really small living room. Like I had the, the band uh, from El Paso, the Lusitania, stay, and there's five of them, and they just perfectly fit. One on the couch, three on the floor this way, and one on the floor this way. Huh. Yeah, and it just perfectly Bit, but that sounds cozy. You know, I mean, hey, it was, it was a good, fun camp out, camping trip thing. So if you love each other enough, you can sleep beside one another tightly. Yeah. Well, so uh, so, so I, I sat back today and I, I went and I read like, you guys are getting a fuck ton of press lately. It uh, seemed. I it hope seemed so. there was like 10, 15 interviews that have all Our happened in the last few months. Our web presence is really picking up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. But all, all the interviews seem to talk about the same thing about how like your grandfather was a wrote these songs that yeah. I forget off the top of my head and your grandmother was a singer. Yeah. But do you get tired about talking about those things? Uh, I feel like that's in our, like, bio, That, but I don't really feel like I actually talk about it that much with people. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Huh. I'm excited about them, so yeah. I don't mind <laughs> talking good. about them. <laughs> well, t- well, t- well t- tell us, tell those who have not heard about it, about them real quick. Uh, well, my grandfather was Harry Simeon of the Harry Simeon Chorale, and he was a composer and an arranger, and he was part of the uh, team of writers that wrote The Little Drummer Boy and Do You Hear, Do you hear What I Hear. Um, and my grandmother met my grandpa at CBS. She was working for the radio, uh, and so was he, and she sang for Benny Goodman, and she was pretty Peggy Pepper for Dr. Pepper, and so she was a really good singer. Yeah, I don't know. So, so, so music is in your blood, so to speak. Yeah. But it wasn't until you hit college that you started playing around with music in a more, uh, in this sense. Yeah, I, uh, my dad got me a guitar in high school, and I like kind of played it, but mm-hmm. just kind of put it under my bed. I was more <laughs> of a piano player, but I couldn't write on the piano. I could like compose pieces for piano, but nothing with words and music. Right. So, 
the guitar was just once I got to college I was just playing it and that's when I could actually write along with it it was easier for me there's less places I could go because I was so bad at it (laughs) so it was easier to form a song uh, when did Bomb the Music Industry come about? How did you join those guys? Uh, I was friends with them in high school. I went to ska shows, and I was like part of the ska scene mm-hmm. on Long Island. Um, so I knew all of them, and Jeff and I got closer when I when I left school upstate, and I came and stayed on Long Island. I was going to the community college, and he and I became really much closer then, and that was when he was forming Bomb the Music Industry. Nice. So he asked me to come out on tour, and I... Kept dropping out of school and <laughs> going on tour and <laughs> going back to school. But I finally finished school, so that's cool. It took Are me a long time. Did you get your master's? I know that's what I... Yeah. Almost, maybe? Well, the bachelor's is in, in the bag. Master's, I'm still working on my thesis, but I'm, I'm a third done with my thesis, so... It's better than it was last year, which was zero done with my thesis. So <laughs> it's a slow burn. Do you just keep dropping out of school? Are you out of school right now? Oh, well, I'm done with classes, so it's just the thesis, but it's really hard to work on it on the road. Nice. Well, know. obviously. You yeah. Know, there's a lot of downtime, but a lot of hurry up and get there. Yeah, I can't read downtime. in the van either because I get car sick, so I just listen to podcasts now. That's my thing. Yeah. Stuff you, you should know. You should come listen to me. Yeah? All right. If you haven't already? No. I don't Am I subscribed? How do you sub- you subscribe me, Mike. It's okay. on iTunes. All right, cool. Because he he subscribed me to uh, to one of my podcasts that I I'm not really bad at the smartphone and the okay. computer, but he's he teaches me how. What are you guys listening to? Well, I'm listening to stuff you missed in history class, and also this thing that's um, history of the world in a hundred objects, nice. which is really cool. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Comedy Bang mm-hmm. Bang. We listened to some of the one. Bill Clinton biography, autobiography nice. today, which was pretty good. Oh, that was awesome. This guy, Robert <laughs> Evans, he was a film producer. Still is. He's alive. Um, his autobiography, he narrates the, he reads the book on tape, and it's like his voice is like this crazy smoker's voice, yeah. and he's so awesome. I've seen the documentary. He's oh, something yeah. else. His uh, season in the picture. Yeah. You got to you got to get the audiobook. All right. Well, like this this whole thing is un um I don't I don't keep it a secret. I'm ripping off the guy Mark Marin who does What the Fuck podcast WTF. Oh, I've heard of that. It's I haven't great. listened to it it's yet. It's great. He just interviews comedians and whatnot and most of these guys are sad. Not no, not even most of them. A lot of them have like they're just sad defeated characters with really interesting backgrounds and I'm like I used to do interviews I can do that let's do it with bands so here we are well I'm sad this, so here we this, are <laughs> this, this deep dark basement um it's so where I belong so like you guys uh, AOL listed you as one of the top 100 bands to watch at South by Southwest you guys are getting a ton of press that's gonna be pretty exciting right how do you guys feeling about all that well, about the up and up it seems like it's up and up right yeah, I mean, things are going well. We're on this tour. We're touring with Andrew Jackson Jihad and Roar in a few days, and that's really awesome. I think, I don't know, for me, it's mostly just looking ahead to putting out a new album and, yeah. you know, getting to do some more tours with cool bands. And yeah, the weird thing about, like, seeing how the, I think the way that, like, press works, it works in a weird way where, like, it all comes out in a wave and then it exists forever. So you can always, like, right. go and see it, and it all seems like it's, like, happening at once but it's all just sort of like out on the internet there forever for anyone to see so it's like it feels weird because when sit resist came out it last april which was like what like 10 months ago or something nine months right something like that so like that was when all this like 
at once, all at once, like in a big wave was coming and, you know, we were on a tour when the record came out, so it felt like everything was moving and then we came home from the tour and when you're home, it feels like everything slows down, right. even though in, re in reality it doesn't, like everything still is like, the record still exists, people are still listening to it, but like, I feel like the only w time I really feel like things are moving and actually like we're accomplishing something is when we're on tour and like playing a show every day. It's like then you physically moving. Yeah. And like it's like tangibly you're doing something every day towards the band, right. making the band do stuff. Even if it is just sitting in a van for yeah. hours upon hours getting to Colorado Springs. Yeah. You know. It was a nice drive today. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's yeah. I can't believe winter's over already. We had a shitty winter as it was. It was warm all summer. I mean winter. It's yeah. Because it felt like summer. It looked like there was some snow drift, like some thick snow drifts, like scattered around when we were driving today. Yeah. But yeah, it it was really really warm, which was awesome. Yeah. So uh, you guys mentioned a new album. Mm-hmm. Um, when are you guys looking to do that? Uh, that's kind of not. It's yeah, it's kind of far off. Figured out. Yeah. We're we just Not looked at a studio. Okay. Cool. To record it at, but we don't know like when we're gonna release it. But we're pretty much done writing. We have a little bit more to do, and we just went and checked out this barn in upstate New York that looked really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, it has like this big grain silo that they use to uh, do the reverb. Yeah, it's like an echo chamber. So that's cool. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, so you mentioned songwriting. What is the songwriting process? Do you write all the songs, or was it a collaborative effort, or how does that work? Uh, I, I, I bring things to practice. Sometimes the song is done and just needs arranging. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's in pieces and needs to be sewn together, you know. And then sometimes we come up with parts, like, totally independent of my songwriting by myself. So I, it's yes. like it really varies song to song, but, yeah. This you, one, I feel like it's been more collaborative. Yeah. You can kind of feel it on that last album, too. It feels really organic, like you guys grew it together, whereas that first one seems like it was probably a little bit more you by yourself, right? Yeah. The first yeah. one, I definitely was dictating, like, <laughs> okay, these parts, you do this, like, trombone, and I'll, I would, like, sing the trombone parts to Sean that played the trombone in that record. I was like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> can you make it sound like that? He was like, no. <laughs> but... Yeah, so it's it's definitely cool, and I also have like more of a head for what each instrument can do. So like, even if I do have arrangement ideas, it's more in the range of that specific instrument. So I'm not like throwing out some crazy idea that somebody wouldn't be able to replicate, you know. So I nice. think that yeah. that's important. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. I also I think like having having a lot more time, either in a studio or in rehearsal, to flesh out those ideas as far as like arrangements and stuff like with that first record we were just like on the fly it was like a take we would do a take and it'd be like okay i guess that's the, the part now like it, as we were recording it but this we're doing a lot more like with sit resist and with whatever the new album is going to be we're doing a lot more of like car dogs, <laughs> car dogs the new album uh <laughs> we're doing a lot more like paying attention to like what each part or what'll be each part or whatever yeah well, you know, now it's going to be out on the internet. Uh, Punk News tomorrow, it's going to say, Laura Stevens announces new <laughs> album, Car Dogs. Yeah, Car Dogs is about, uh, it's so about dogs and cars. Kinda, kinda heads out of car yeah. You're stuck with it now. That's what I want to do. I want to do a, an album called Car Dogs. It doesn't have to be with this band. I, I'll start another band if you guys <laughs> want to do it. And each album cover, there will be like five, it'll be like collectibles. So each album cover will have a different car dog on the yeah. cover, you know, like flapping in the wind. <laughs> tongue out 
One in the back of a pickup truck. Any kind of car dog. All right, so uh, where do the songs come from? Like, what inspires these songs that you're writing? Um, feelings. Oh, wow, <laughs> brilliant! I know it's I know it's hard journalism. It's yeah. It's, it's that's a gotcha question. No. I don't I don't really know. It it really depends. Like, I'll be inspired by my own personal like, if I'm like feeling overwhelmed about something specific, or if I'm feeling like depressed and I don't know why and then I just start writing and then this something happens but either way it's like a cathartic thing like no matter what I write so well already I've talked to a lot of people on here that um they maybe not so much suffer from depression but they definitely um the creative process helps heal them from that depression so it's just interesting that that kind of keeps coming up and up more and more and more so I was talking to Brendan Kelly the other day uh the lead singer Lawrence Arms and he's like if I don't write something once a day i fucking want to kill myself and i'm paraphrasing of course that's oh. not exactly what he said but you know, <laughs> um yeah i'm i'm better now i used to be like bad but i'm i'm like way better now so well, do you think it's because of the music like the writing and it, the i mean it gave me it gave my life uh, more of a sense of a purpose right. so i didn't feel like i was just kind of like spinning my wheels but i uh it, it definitely helps me when i'm it definitely helped me get through and helps me when I feel like I'm falling back into, yeah. like, old habits. So it's important, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why the name? Why, like... Why Laura could, Stevenson in the cans? How did you know that that was where we were going with that? Because it's the bane of my existence. It is, isn't it? <laughs> well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious because that seems like such a bold choice. And it's like, I... I'm now the star of this show. <laughs> and hence, you know. Oh, it's a bold choice putting my name in the band? Yeah, I, th I think it is. I think it's a bold fucking yeah, like, I hate a it. huge statement. If I had a cooler name that was like more interesting sounding, like the other day in uh, Lansing, it, they messed up the marquee and it said LaRua Stevenson uh, in the cans, and that was way cooler mm -hmm. to me. It was like a relief. They were like, what's wrong with that? I was like, oh, nothing. It's great. <laughs> but um, it just started out as a solo project, so then it was never like, it was like a ragtag group of musicians that yeah. was always playing with me, so it was never a band band until now. And so it's like too late to change it, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it has to be. I, I really wish Laura Gibson would change her name because I keep getting you too confused. And I'm, I'll see her like, Laura Gibson in Denver, and I get her excited, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's the wrong Laura. <laughs> There's another Laura I mean, Stevenson, too. She's good, but I, I like your stuff better. And I'm Aww. not just kissing ass. I just... I'm a punk rock kid, and you guys got more punk rock roots than Laura Gibson, so there you go. I bet you she's a great gal, though. I've never heard her, oh. but she sounds great. Oh, she's, yeah, I guess. Gotta get rid of that Gib, get some Steven in there. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys feel about it, being a part of Laura Stevenson's band? Like, you, you guys I mean, can pretty much never kick her out it, yeah. for her drug problems. I mean, it's, it's kind of a re relief. I mean, as personally someone who has done stuff on my own, it's actually nice to have something where I just get to play guitar and focus on that one thing. Mm -hmm. um, I really like playing guitar, and I feel like in other projects I've done, I can get kind of spread thin trying to do a, lot of, a bunch of different things myself. So it's, it's nice just playing an instrument and being a part of a whole rather than being the person who's yeah. what what else were you doing like just um i mean i have a, a solo project myself and then um i played in a bunch of bands in new york that's kind of how i got into the band because i was playing in some bands with alex and um he was kind of my into the cans nice 
Alex doesn't want to talk. Dave has something to say. Well, that was a joke. <laughs> I was hoping that eventually it'd be for a comma after Laura Stevenson. Maybe Laura Stevenson, Dave Grawacki. <laughs> In the can. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to Mike. I can't follow that. No, just come on. Uh, Nobody's listening to this anyway. <laughs> that's a tough act to follow. I'm not going on after that. Uh, yeah. What? Oh no, I just didn't want to follow the funny joke they just told. Trying to get you to start talking about being in the band. Oh. Well, I think I mean the band kind of as like Alex and I started playing with Laura. It was just called Laura Stevenson, even when she wasn't playing by herself. So it just kind of like. The first time when like a record was released, when quote unquote released it, it was just called Laura Stevenson mm -hmm. a record, and then when Asian Man put it back out, that's we had like and the cans on it. But I feel like the the cans itself gets like a lot of weird internet comments, you yeah. know, and uh, w that are unfortunate. But I mean, I feel like the, the way I look at it is almost like it's more of like I've said this before too in interviews where it's like it wasn't a solid group of people backing Laura. It was always like a rotating cast. So it was like whoever can play mm -hmm. so it was like who's coming on tour whoever can Laura Stevenson and the Kens you know oh, like okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know it has like a couple different meanings I guess yeah. uh, there, there was a local band here I'm really really bummed they broke up but uh, they were called the Yes We Cans because like Yes We Can and <laughs> like I that that I always associate that with this band and they would have been perfect for um, these shows <laughs> Yes We Cans yeah <laughs> I kind of like it too because it has. I feel like there are a lot of there are a lot more bands back. It has a sort of like musical history flavor to it, where you had a lot of bands that you know back in the day where it was it was like the main performer and then his backing band or whatever. Yeah, like I'm wearing an Elvis Costello and the Imposters T-shirt. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm 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 pretty cool with that. Yeah. Alex, nothing. Nothing. Okay. He's just drinking his fat tire. <laughs> what do you think about that fat tire? Is it good? excellent <laughs> <laughs> good to the last drop so you guys are, are all you guys from new york uh peter's from pennsylvania dave's from new jersey but me and mike and alex are from new york like new york city or just the suburbs or we're from long island me and mike are from oh, long island you just said suburbs. that didn't you yeah. uh did i I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Schoolage, I don't know. I'm always talking about Long Island. <laughs> and Alex is from Irvington, Westchester, which is just north of the city. Nice. Well, so so one of the things, how does New York bleed into the music you guys are creating? Like the greatest city, greatest area in the world or whatnot, you know? I don't know. I've always lived there, so I don't know. I just, I, I guess a lot of bands tour there, so I got to see a lot of live music mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of good scenes happening in the New York area and a lot of tight-knit yeah. bands and stuff so that was probably the only thing that really like it's not like a New York really yeah. is infused in our music and it's just like a city that never sleeps I was trying to create a heavier <laughs> question like oh man it just yeah we just never make watch. people go to sleep kind of by listening <laughs> to our band <laughs> like our friend uh, our friends Karen and Pete just had a baby and they play our music for Nice. And when he goes to sleep. Oh yeah, Archer. Yeah. Nice. Cute baby. Yeah. So really um, cute baby. You've you've already s told me about how you juggle school and work with I mean not work with music, and apparently you don't. Uh, let's see what other questions <laughs> do I have here. Not a good juggler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where do you guys see this beast of uh, Laura Stevenson and the Cans taking you? 
I mean, it's got to be a pretty exciting ride, though, right? You guys are doing some good stuff. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, we get to see the country, and we just went to Europe uh, for the second time and yeah. got to see. Other other than New York, what's your favorite part of the country? Other than New York, what's my favorite part of the country? Yeah. California. I'd say. Such a bullshit answer. I know. <laughs> no, or, I'm kidding. You know, great. the Pacific Northwest, just yeah. like, you know, Oregon and Washington. Just, you know. No, the coast. I, that's great. That's a great part yeah. of the nation. I like that, And too. Colorado Springs, Colorado. You don't have to lie about this place. <laughs> I like no. Manitou Springs. Yeah, Manitou. No. Manitou. 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 It's pretty sweet. No, it's got it's, got its greatness, and it's got its also... Yeah. I, I'm a Denver fan myself, but I've lived here for 11 years, so it's like... Grass is always greener on the other side type yeah. of deal. You know what I mean? So, um, so you guys are about to join up with Andrew Jackson Jihad. How did that come about? Uh, Old friends. Yeah, I met them on the Asian Man tour with the queers and Bond the Music Industry, oh, yeah. Lemuria. Did, did you play here on that that tour? <sighs> did we play here? I'm pretty sure that show happened here. Possibly. You're probably on. <gasps> Wait, you know what? I flew out and met them. Ah. So I flew out to Seattle to meet that tour. And so it was already like a week and a half, two weeks into it. So I might have missed Colorado Springs if it was here. It's okay. But yeah, then I, I met... Uh, I met Sean and Ben on that tour. Mike had met them because Mike was in a band, Ladderman, that played with Andrew Jackson Jihad a long time ago. Yeah, when they were just starting out. I love Ladderman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We've we've known them a long time, and they're great. That's cool. Yeah. That, that, I twittered, and that was one of the questions. Like, how did that get? That sounds like a weird thing, and I'm, I'm <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like that weird because they're it's both really good, upbeat, uh, good personality music together. Yeah, Sean's such a good songwriter. I really admire him, so I'm gonna, I'm glad to be, you know, in his presence. And uh, uh, Owen, Owen Evans, is that his name? I haven't met him yet. Uh, that does Roar. Mm. I'm like super excited because he's like one of my new faves. So yeah. I'm really excited to meet him. And that's cool. So after a couple of years of doing this, what does excite you about the whole hustle and bustle of the road? What excites me? Uh, Wendy's now. Mm. I had uh, Wendy's for dinner. Yeah. It's, it's, they've they've upgraded. They've upscaled. It's gotten so much better. Yeah, what'd you get? The Baja? I got the number two, whatever the number two is. Oh, I get the, the Baja. Double. Baja, I haven't had that yet. The Baja Try salad. That. It's got oh. guac on it. Oh, nice. Sometimes it's good guac. Sometimes it's brown. Yeah. Sometimes it's really good, though. <laughs> you know where it's really good? Laramie, Wyoming. Oh. They're, on, they're a Zagat-rated Zagat? Something. Zagat. They've been rated. And they're uh, they're a great Wendy's, and they had the greenest guacamole. It was wonderful. And Wyoming's know how to live. Yeah, it was really the best Wendy's I've ever been to. The best Baja experience. I've been chasing the dragon, getting Bajas all over the country, and it hasn't been as good. <laughs> Do you not eat meat? Um, I eat chicken, chicken and fish, meat. but cool. I just don't eat beef. That's not real meat, but uh. I don't eat things with eyelashes. <laughs> That's my new rule. Um, yeah. So really, like I've kind of already gone through all my questions i've got um what else would you like to talk about you guys have done a lot of press anything else you want to get out there put out there to uh, the world uh, what are you reading right now i mean you can't read so you just already told us what am i reading uh i'm trying to find that that book i'm with the band the pamela debar uh, book uh but i can't find it anywhere mm. yet right now i'm just reading school books mm. public life and renaissance florence <laughs> Shane Sweeney from Two Cow Garage wanted me to ask uh, ask them about our hit song Getting Drunk in the Van Aww. <laughs> Does anybody want to answer this 
one? <laughs> we love these guys. They're wonderful men that we toured with, with yeah. Cheap Girls. And, uh, th- and didn't Shane want me to, like, make him a T-shirt that said... I'm a big boy now or something or <laughs> mom, mom says I'm a home I'm run because my mom says so or something yeah <laughs> but they're really really great guys we yeah. got to know them really well over a tour last year yeah was it so last year yeah that was yeah. this time last year yeah. I uh, I was on tour with Drag the River going to South by and you guys were always a day ahead of us and we always had a day off ahead of you guys so I, I, but we would just show up just barely in time to these shows to have just missed you guys. Hey, wait, did you go to Arkansas? To no, it was in Whitewater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you guys come to that show after we played and like hung out at that place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what you guys were piling in the van leaving. Oh, we had like. Because you guys had like 15. Oh, yeah. uh, we had a bunch of South by Southwest yeah. so, stuff fair enough. to do. You guys are, you guys are blowing up yeah. or whatever you want to call. We, we've blown <laughs> you guys, you guys are headed to the South by Southwest right now, right? No, no, you're skipping Mm-mm. it this yeah, year. Yeah, we're Good. not doing it this year. We're just doing the tour with Andrew Jack's Jihad. Hey, every time I go to South by Southwest with the band, they're like, "This is the last year I'm ever doing it. Never doing it again, and <laughs> never I fails say that about the, the next fest year." Every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. But I don't know. I mean, like, uh, who's who's going this year? Bruce Springsteen is the master of ceremonies. Wow. Fiona Apple's playing. I would have liked to go. It just didn't end up like working out with our schedule. We decided that this tour was like yeah. a better choice. Yeah, it had, and we haven't toured on this record really on the West Coast except for when it had just come out last year. Cool. So, I don't know. It was about time. Yeah. Are you guys still working with Mike Park at all, or is that kind of... Yeah, I mean, uh, we're still doing the stuff for a record with him, mm-hmm. and um, we're, we're always keeping in touch. Yeah. A wonderful man. Yeah, I've, 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 Aw. Yeah. He's what? got very muscular calves. <laughs> <laughs> very. <laughs> S- shockingly so. Anyway, check them out. They're like rocks. <laughs> Boulders. Well, all right. Well, uh, I, I don't. I can't think of anything else. I'm uh, sure there's a thousand things I should be asking you guys. Uh, you guys got any exclusives you want to give me? Exclusive. Anything, anything new and exciting nobody else knows so I can get some some hits on these websites that's all good don't worry about it i have nothing interesting happening in my life (laughs) my birthday is in next month how old are you gonna be if you don't mind me asking 28 holy shit so if i how's that feel how's it feel to be almost 30 scary is it a scary b relieved made it past 27 c die at 28 nobody will care so c disappointed in myself for not dying (laughs) Well, I got another month. Yeah. Um, Could be a legend. (laughs) (laughs) You got a month to die. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You'll make it. You'll make it far. I can make it. (laughs) And you seem to be doing pretty good. I mean, most, most, I hate to say it, most women I know around your age are freaking the fuck out about it. But, oh, my God. But. Well, I I am, silently. No, are you? Very nervous. You seem pretty, you seem, you're doing pretty good. I'm I'm young at heart. Yeah. (laughs) I'm an old soul. God. All right, well, uh, all right, guys. Old body. I'll, I'll, they're, they're sound checking up there at the opening band, so I guess I guess I'll let y'all y'all go. All right, cool. Well, thanks for hanging out and talking with me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was fun. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddies. That was me hanging out with Miss Laura Stevenson of the Cans. I'd like to thank 
Miss Laura Stevenson and her wonderful band, The Cans, for hanging out with me. Uh, we had a, <laughs> I had a really good time hanging out with those guys tonight. Um, I, I talk about it a lot here on this this show, but like I, I I tend to seek out and meet people that I feel I've always been friends with and will always be friends with. Um, and this this band's no exception. They're really great, wonderful people. They're down to earth, and their heart is in this not for money. They're not in it, you know, to be rich or famous. They're in it because they love making music and love touring. And it's very obvious, you know, um, the performance they put on for the small little crowd here in Colorado Springs. They fucking put their heart out. Uh, and if you miss the show in Colorado Springs um, and you're hearing this right now when I'm recording it, they're going to be in Denver with Andrew Jackson Jihad, a band called Roar, who I'm not familiar with, but you better believe I'm going to be familiar with by the time they play and our good 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 buddies are this nancy that's gonna be on march 22nd in denver colorado at the marquee theater which while that may be the owner of the black sheep's other venue really has is this advertising i don't know uh i'm just really excited for it it doesn't matter where this the show is i'd be advertising anyway because they're really great guys andrew jackson jihad's a great guys uh, I don't know anything about Roar. All this Nancy are great guys. And I'm going to stop fucking rambling. Uh, anyway, uh, if this is your first time listening to the Mostly Harmless podcast and you've made it this far, kudos to you. You deserve something for free. I don't have anything for free other than many, many, many other episodes. Uh, we got some episodes with Micah Schnabel at Two Cow Garage, Chuck Reagan at Hot Water Music, uh, Brendan Kelly from Lawrence Arms, Frank fucking Turner. Uh, Noah Van Scriver, the comic book artist, and I got a whole bunch more. We got more coming. Uh, we got t-shirts, yada, 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 other bullshit for sale. Um, looking at getting some pint glasses made because I think it's really fun and funny to drink beer out of a glass that says mostly harmless. Uh, but we'll see if I can get enough interest stirred into that to make 200 of those pint glasses. Or maybe I will just have a clean glass for every single day for a year. Well, I guess maybe not a year because 365 is a year, but not 200. Anyway, guys, we're going to end this episode with another song off Sit Resist. Uh, this is the other single off Sit Resist. You can watch another fantastic video with Laura Stevenson and the cans. Uh, this song is called The Healthy Ones. And uh, thanks again, Laura, your gang, you guys. Um, it was a goddamn fucking blast. The Healthy One, Sit Resist, Laura Stevenson and the can, March 22nd, Marquee Theater, Denver, Colorado. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. 